This is the Todd and Friends Podcast. I don't like to waffle on predictions. That doesn't mean I always hope I'm right. Oh, what's he going to do? Oh, come on. I'm with you. So, thank uh, you. Yeah, I'm with you. Todd, I knew we'd agree on something here. From the KWLM Sports Studio. With thanks to Heritage Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Here's Todd Bergeff. Hey, thanks for joining us once again for the podcast today on these Fridays. Jeff Ash joining us, and he is on the telephone with me today as I'm up here in North Dakota still uh, lefty. You're there in Minnesota, and you got to play some golf yesterday. Where'd you go? What'd you play? I did. We played at uh, Bunker Hills, so in Coon Rapids in the North Metro. So four of us uh, went down there. It was actually my son Carter's birthday, too, so it worked out kind of nice. He was part of our foursome. Okay. And uh, we got to play. It was beautiful weather, 80s. Um, There was a little bit of a breeze, but nothing that we're not used to around here, so it couldn't have couldn't have asked for a better day. Yeah, that's terrific. So uh, if you said you're feeling a little bit today, it's funny how, you know, golf yeah. doesn't seem that physical, but it is when you haven't done it for several months. Yeah, and, you know, of course we take carts, but um, yeah. still, you're still walking, you know, up hills and, you know, whether the greens are elevated and you're on slopes and just things that your feet aren't used to. So I didn't really notice it too bad while I was playing, but I've got this thing when I – like when I wake up in the next morning, it's like there's razor blades just right through my feet. And oh, it just takes a little while for the blood to start flowing again. But it's a good pain. It's one I was looking forward to having. No doubt. I, I can't wait for that. You know, I, you guys have had basically summer-like uh, conditions uh, this week. Yeah. We haven't it's hit... crazy how much snow we've gotten rid of. It's unbelievable, really. Yeah. We haven't hit 50 yet. <laughs> yeah. Like we, oh, geez. Yeah, we were, talk- we were talking about that yesterday. You know, we've all been grumping so much about this winter and all the snow. And I said, so is it better if it would just gradually, you know, be... 45 to 50 degrees for a few weeks and you kind of gradually get rid of it or boom, you get rid of it all in about three days. Yeah. And it, and you know, because we're probably still playing about the same time as normal, you know, now yeah, the way it's working out, but it just seemed like, you know, you looked outside a week ago at the snow and you're like, we're never going to get out of this mess. (laughs) That's right. 80 degrees. Uh, it really takes care. I can't believe my yard is like cleaned off. I walked out this morning and I'm like, dang, now do I got to clean up and start (laughs) thinking about yard work? The the only, the only bad thing about that fast warm up and melting is the flooding situation. So have you heard anything? Have you seen any localized flooding or anything like that around in Wilmer? anything too crazy obviously okay. you know we drove a couple hours across the state yesterday and there is water everywhere we need the, the cricks and stuff to open up and i think some of that probably happened yesterday but yeah there's water everywhere i know one of the one of the guys actually with us one of my buddies Corey from hawk he uh was actually <laughs> kneeboarding in the uh field in, in the in the pond of water that was right next to the gravel roads by his house so he was had the rope hitched up to his pickup and was kneeboarding. <laughs> there was so much water out there. So, uh, yeah, so we, yeah, it's Minnesota, right? That's right. Leave it to the crazy Minnesotans. They'll find a way to make lemons <laughs> uh, or lemonade <laughs> out of lemons. So yeah, uh, yeah, that's a lot of fun. Then uh, I had never, I had never played uh, a full round at Bunker Hills. Uh, you know, our good buddies Atch and Spammer. I played a round with them that we had planned twenty um, some years ago. And we got rained out like three holes in. So I couldn't even remember the course anymore or the clubhouse or anything really. Um, And I'm sure it's probably changed in that amount of time. But um, I could see that being a really nice course. It's it's an old course, so there's lots of trees. But there wasn't... uh, too many leaves on those yet so that was fine but it was it was a fun little track it was just really fun 
and it was just fun to see all the buzz out there. I mean, you drive up in the parking lot, it's just packed, you know, and people right, are everywhere right. hitting balls. Yeah. Just the energy of that first initial time. There's nothing like it. Oh, my gosh. That's right. So how about Hawk Creek? What are you guys uh, looking at? Have you heard yet? <laughs> yeah, I drove by there this morning, and it's really wet. We've gotten rid of a lot of the snow. Um, and I didn't drive up around to look at like hole five is always a little bit sheltered from the sun because it's got a bank there. Yeah. So in the afternoon, it doesn't get any sun and the ice and snow stays a little longer. I think our biggest problem is going to be wet now. So I know, uh, I saw there was a letter from snow actually about Eagle Creek hoping for maybe next Thursday. So I would guess we're maybe on that same, but you know, the weather isn't supposed to be great, great either. I mean, it's in the forties, so I don't know. The sun, I'm sure, would help a lot with the water. Um, a little bit of rain, a little bit of wind too, which I don't ever like to wish for wind, but it doesn't. Help, it does help get rid of the water. So yeah, no doubt. I would for sure at least a week. I would think it's so dang wet. You know, we got the creek, Hawk Creek, running right through the middle of it, and that that overflows. Like hole seven was underwater, and uh, <clears throat> hole eight had water up to it. So there's a little work to be done there yet. Well, I'm just hoping that when I get back, I'm coming back to Minnesota this week, that I can get in a couple of rounds before yeah. I go to Arizona. I'm, I'm going out to see my mom in Arizona uh, next week, Saturday, and uh, for a week out there, you know, right when probably golf will be realized here, but but yeah. uh, that's kind of how the timing worked out for us, so I'll be out there playing some golf. I hope I get a little bit in. You know, last year I, I went to um, South Carolina in uh, the first week of May, and I hadn't been out and played yet, and it was so terrible. I played so awful. When I was in <laughs> South Carolina, I don't want to do that again. I want to at least have a, a round or two in uh, before I head out. Yeah, hey, and I obviously get, was fortunate enough to be able to play a little bit, you know, down in Mexico one time and then in Florida a couple times. Yeah, yeah. So that helped. I always probably am better early golf because I don't know if I don't have my bad habits yet. But, right. Um, I was happy how things went yesterday until the very last hole. <laughs> you know, that's true for me, too. A lot of times I, I do play well right out of the gate. I, I didn't last year in South Carolina, but a lot of times I do. I think it's because I'm kind of a tinkerer, and I haven't had yep. a chance to mess myself up just yet if it's early in the season. I'm I know, still, and I, yeah. I talked on the way down, too, and I as I'm getting older and, let's say, more of a veteran, and I like to try to think, you know, one of these days, the mental side of the game has really got to take over here for you. And part of that is probably because the physical side of it gets harder, but, but I, I'm so in, I, I enjoy golf so much. So, but I also enjoy like trying to learn about it too, you know, not just kind of going out there or whatever, you know, weekend warrior. I really like listening to guys talk and listening to what they say, watching them, you know, even a lot of the good guys that I play with, I, I enjoy trying to pay attention to, you know, what do they do around the greens? What kind of shots are they hitting? What do I, you know, need to, what is missing here, you know, that is always kind of holds you up, you know, and trying to be better at that every year. And I went into that yesterday thinking, you know, some things, I mean, I literally got like three swings, of course, on the range, just kind of how it worked out. So, I mean, I stepped up to the tee box without getting any swings in, which that doesn't really matter for me usually, but um not because I'm so good. I'm just saying I can mess right. things up at the sure. range as easy as I can fix something. Yeah. So, but anyway, so that's the thing for me is like, I just, <clears throat> I want to, and a lot of it I think is focus, you know, just, I move around so much and I get so many th- thoughts in my head. It's like, I just need to stop for a second. And I actually told Carter, I said, cause him and I play a lot together and play league. And I said, do you watch, you know, they show us so much now how the caddies interact with the player yeah. on tour, you know, and I, <clears throat> I never really thought that much of it before, but 
not with the microphones and, you know, being mic'd up and how much they talk about it. You know, those guys always say we after a round, you know, they're like, we, we did well today, you know, and, and we did this and we did that. And he's always talking about, you know, them and the caddy, it's the team. We think of the player, but yeah. um, I told Carter, I said, I think we could do more of that, you know, like <laughs> having some positive thoughts and, you know, talking to each other. What do you see here? Even though it's Raymond and we play it every day of the week, I think it's more of the process of getting to the shot and those guys are always clearing the mechanism, you know, they're doing every dang time you hear them yeah. and that they get that last positive reinforcement. You know, I'm thinking, well, the last time I was here, I shanked it over the green, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, and I'll probably never get over some of that. And that's part of golf. <laughs> right. Right. It would be nice to be like, you know, just trust yourself, trust your hands here. You know, you got this, this is your shot, you know, yeah. just stuff like that. It's a little bit harder to say it to yourself, but you know, I said to him, I said, we have the benefit of, we're both pretty good players and we were pretty smart around the course. Usually, you know, I said, let's use that a little bit too. Maybe we could so that we can avoid some of the big stupid stuff that we do over and over. Just maybe a positive thought from somebody else, but yeah, imagine that. Things that I pay attention to, you know? Yeah. Imagine that as opposed to the guys <laughs> you usually play with who are, we're doing nothing but ripping on each other, trying to get in each <laughs> right. other's head because we've got a little money rolling. So yeah. yeah, imagine going and having a positive golf experience all the way around. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what I mean? And the best players know what you mean, you know yep. I mean? Yep. They do. You have, and we play the same tracks over and over. So you get in, you know, it's crazy, isn't it? How you get into yeah. the same spot over and over and you miss on the same side and you do this on the same tee box and, you know, just all of those things. And even the things we talk about, I talk about a lot is just one of my things. It's, I always have a hard time finishing my rounds without even yes. thinking about it. Me too. You know, yep. some of it's even at the end, like yesterday I was cruising. I was, I was playing so good. I hit my first 10 out of 10 fairways. I did not miss a fairway until the 11th hole. Yeah. And that, that should have gone in the fairway, but it caught a limb and kicked straight right. It was coming, like cutting back to the fairway. Yeah. So I literally was hitting my driver so good. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't tr- take the measurement myself to, and I shouldn't have, I put myself in harm's way, you know, one little hazard. I thought Carter said it was 220, and I'm like, well, that should be fine. I can cut it over that. Well, what do you think happened? I couldn't find my dang ball. <laughs> and then everything starts unraveling. Yeah. I was still only laying two, you know. Then I hit the next one into the hazard. Yeah, yeah. It's like, come on. It, it, so, it, yeah. it does snowball on a guy like that once oh, in a while. Man. We and try that, not to let that happen, but it just kind of does, it seems like. Yeah, and, you know, back to the mental side, I'm sitting here thinking now – you had a great day. You were in pretty much control of most of everything you're doing. My putting was kind of, the greens weren't, were great for the first time out, but I was having a hard time figuring them out and whatever. I mean, I hit some horrific putts that, <laughs> that ended up being three putting, you know? So for me, it's kind of freshening the end of the day. I'm like, my putter hurt me, but yeah, it was yeah. not, not good when I needed it to a few times, but yeah, you have that last hole and whether you played bad the whole time and your last hole is good, or you played good the whole time and your yeah. last hole is bad it's hard to not get that very end feeling out of the brain. Yeah. So you know, to get over that. It, it's funny you talk about, you know, being able to overcome mistakes and leave it behind you and forget about that and not kind of dwell on it a little bit. I do that uh, too. We're supposed to forget those last shots, good or bad, and play the one in front of you. Well, Rom did that in the Masters. I haven't had a chance to talk to you about it uh, mm-hmm. since since the Masters. He had he four-putt double bogey his first hole of the tournament. And goes on to and beat the field by four shots. So uh, you know, to me, it's it's Rom and Scheffler are are right at the top right now. But you know, it, 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 
it was really fun. It added a good guy versus bad guy element when it was Kepka and Rom in the last two. Not, I don't consider Kepka a bad guy necessarily, but you can't deny the PGA Tour versus Live Tour intrigue yep. that was involved in those final groups. It made right. it pretty exciting. They had the best ratings for this yeah. past Sunday at the Masters, uh, going all the way back to the Tiger Glory years. So clearly, people were intrigued by Live versus the PGA Tour in that last grouping. Yeah, 100%. I agree with that, too. And I I know we said it last Friday. I had some mixed feelings about the Live guys, mm-hmm. which ended up hurting me in my uh, my pool that I picked <laughs> with my two buddies because sure. one of the guys picked half Live guys, and that worked out pretty well for him. Um, <laughs> and uh, me being, you know, Mr. Old School and we're going to go with the guys on the PGA Tour, that didn't work out very good for me. So. <laughs> Unless you had Rom. You didn't have Rom. I huh? did not have Rom. Nope, I did not yeah. have Rom. I picked Rory. Yeah. yeah, I picked Rory as the second. I had the second of the third pick, and I tried to trade it even to him. I said, "I'll take the third pick." You know, yeah. I because of the big three, I just whichever one was left, and I felt like I didn't have to make the decision. Yeah, yeah. Rory was horrible, so yeah. that killed me. Well, so, what but, is it about us that that we still believe that Rory McIlroy could win a Masters or win another major? Yeah. He hasn't won a major in eight years. He's been in contention a couple of times, but when he's right. finished the closest, it's when he's been so far back on Sunday he can't win. Like like last year at the Masters, where he I think it was Masters or U.S. Open, one of the two, where he had an unbelievable last round but but he was out of it there was no pressure that was easy to shoot but it's not just you it's not just me people still believe that Rory McIlroy is going to win more majors despite the fact he keeps giving us evidence that he isn't up to it mentally well the the difference I think and I said that to these guys you know I said Rory is hard to have on your team I said Mm -hmm. he he is stressful uh, like his game is stressful yep. and you know when you compare him to like a Rom or a Scheffler it's like I feel like those guys they're just so in control and it's like relaxing watching them play golf yeah then you got Rory and it's like you know the guy can have five birdies in a row but then he can hit one into the other county you yeah know? it's like yeah and he and he's a great driver of the ball but it's just like he does stuff where I'm like what was what are that? You doing? You know, yeah, <laughs> like, how can you be that good and then do that? Yeah. So to me, he's, you know, which says a lot about how good he is because he overcomes a lot of that crap. Yeah. But he, I don't know. I just like when I watch Scotty, I'm just like, he is relaxing to watch. Like, yeah. So it's like, is that's what I want to feel like. That's what I want my golf game to be like. And I don't mean like, I don't want to be as good as him, but it just looks easy, you know, like comfortable. He looks like a normal guy out there that just brings the club back. Brings it through. He's great around the greens. Yeah. Pretty good putter. You know, it's just like, yeah, that's what I want golf to be. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't like the exhausting challenge of a round like Rory's either. And I do have that sometimes too, you know, where you're like, why did you let me birdie that hole? And then I have to go double bogey. Can you just let me get some bars? <laughs> Whoever I'm talking to, right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, are, are you back on board with your guy lefty again yet? Or is he still in the doghouse for you? Okay, so we we pick twelve guys each, so that's thirty six guys, and we're degenerates that we do a supplemental draft. <laughs> sure, eight more, so we picked sixty of the like ninety guys in the field. Yeah, nobody picked lefty. Well, <laughs> and I, this and is it, my first year ever of not picking him, and again, it goes back to what I said. I don't. He's been different than Liv. You know, he's just been such a weirdo. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. You know, so I'm not, it's no different than like my Duke club. It's like, it's not just like, I, I just only see blue or I only see lefty. Cause it's like, it's actually the makeup of him. I just, I loved how he played the game. I loved 
he was great and he was so funny and his personality media, and he yep. was just everything about him he kept like growing himself as far as the figure in golf and then yeah. he did this and it's just like just weird yeah you know even some of the other guys that live i just i can it kind of makes sense to me i can make sense to me how phil but phil was gonna have a flourishing career you know on the senior tour yet and whatever else he wanted to do you know i mean yeah. So for that, I I just didn't really get it, and then it was almost like he pitted, you know, everything against each other. That's the part I didn't really like. Some of the other guys, I'm like, I could see why they took the money because they didn't even really have a career in the PGA, you know. That was right. That's making right. Money, so I get that. But yeah. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, yeah, and, no, and, I I wasn't on him, but it was kind of fun to see him hit some of his shots. I did think it was interesting how little of him they showed, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's like if he was on the PGA he would have been the number one story of the yeah. whole dang masters. The yeah. way he was playing and all of his history there and yep. whatever else. But I thought that was interesting. Yeah. A, a 65 in the final round, his lowest final round at right. the masters uh, ever. And he did hit some, so just some great shots. And, you know, he declined media quite a bit uh, during the week because he didn't want to get attacked by the media again. I mean, he's, he, how yeah. many times does a guy have to, how much contrition does a guy need to show? Uh, you know, and Phil has really been contrite uh, here lately. He wasn't at first. That's why everybody kind of got on his case. But he wasn't the only black hat to leave the PGA Tour and go to live, was he? It seemed like all of the guys who have been involved in little controversies, they all went that way. Sergio Garcia has had his issues with the PGA yeah. Tour. Uh, Kepka has in some ways. Of course, Kepka admitted he was so beat up with his knees and so forth. He didn't yep. know if he would compete again, so he took the guaranteed money. He felt like, man, I'm not. I know I, on the PGA Tour, I, I have to make it on my own. I don't know if I can anymore. So yeah. I, I thought that was kind of telling. He said, if he knew his knees were going to feel this good in a couple of years, he may not have gone to live. I thought that was kind of a telling. Yeah, statement. I could see him like in the the. Uh the whole makeup of the PGA, uh, I don't know what it is, but just maybe the brotherhood of it all and yeah, stuff too, you yeah. know? I mean, he, to me, he's a, he's kind of a good old boy too, you know? Yeah. But, and he talks smart and everything, you know, about, well, I don't need to practice and I only get up for majors and all that stuff. Yeah. Some of that might be right. I mean, his track record is what it kind of looks like. Yeah. But, but yeah, I think everybody's handled a little bit different. So even with Liv, and I, I haven't watched a ton of Liv, but I've watched some of it just because we've picked players a couple times. But, yeah. Um, the I, I haven't been that into it and but I think some guys have handled it different and I think if you even take Lib away, if those guys would do their food chain of who they like on tour, mm-hmm. Phil and Sergio would not be at the top of their list probably no. either. No. Whereas like a Brooks and a DJ, they're like, Yeah, I want to go play around with those guys and have yeah. some beers and gamble and whatever yeah. else, you know. So I I'm sure that probably translates all across it that they haven't, you know, like put it in their face so much. They told them why they made the decision and, you know, and Phil has used it as a big thing, you know, this versus the PGA. And even if what some of the stuff he was saying was right, I think it's just kind of how how he did it, you know, that kind of rubbed That's everybody. Right. So, That's right. That's yeah. right. Yep. And and you know what? Now, I mean, look at all the money suddenly that the right. PGA Tour has, that Phil yeah. said so they had the whole time. Definitely so. conversations both ways that are true about it you know yep. you can say live and it's too bad they couldn't figure this out without live but maybe right that's just what needed to happen yep else, sometimes it has to be a catalyst and it looks like that yep. might be this uh, certainly exactly. lefty thanks so much as always we'll, we'll get out and golf here soon sounds great todd all right jeff ash joining us here on the uh, todd and friends podcast it's brought to you by heritage bank member fdic an equal housing lender Watch for future episodes of the Todd and Friends podcast at kwlm.com or on the air here at KWLM, 1340 AM and 96.3 FM.